Um, I've got like a story because you saw my snap that I sent you of an ATV out in the middle oh, of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I I had a very uh, last minute ATV training that I had to go to. So mm-hmm. when I was out doing that potato thing last fall, I told you about how I refused to ride an ATV. Yes. Because I've never, <laughs> I've never been properly trained to ride one, so I'm not mm-hmm. about to fuck up some government equipment. And um, this older lady that I work with who drives me absolutely insane was saying, well, this is like the perfect time for you to learn to use one. And I was oh. just like, fuck off you old bitch i just <laughs> i have a lot of problems with her i mean like clearly that's the, yes. that's a very I, minor I um yes. like it just builds up and i really can't stand her oh she yeah just drives me nuts. she's super annoying yeah i've told you stories about her but um yes so uh really we weren't even you're not supposed to ride the atvs without proper training anyways so i wasn't mm-hmm. about to like really fuck around with that so um we, three of us had to take the training. So three out of the four of us had to. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were told a week before the training that we had to travel to South Dakota for this training um, and that we were doing it. Hmm. But like overall, the training was, it was <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere. Um, I only kind of fucked up once. It was nice. It was nice to have formal training, like somebody telling me, how to use yes. one properly was really nice. And telling me when I was doing things incorrectly was really great. Yes. Uh, somebody who actually is, you know, like they train people, that's their job, not somebody mm-hmm. like our old supervisor who didn't know what she was doing. Um, yeah, she she thinks that she understands the equipment uh-huh. because she's rode other types that were similar. And she's like, well, just go for it. It's easy. And we're like, oh, breaks it (laughs) i also from the training i think i know how we broke it (laughs) because he was he was saying um like if you can't because the one that we were driving for work was uh a manual shifting yes atv and that thing that was locked up that we kicked um and probably broke all we had to do was uh (laughs) If we would have, like, shifted it back and forth to loosen that gear, uh, we would have been able to start it no problem. But us not having known that, yeah. Right. And literally, the fact that our supervisor just left us, (laughs) like, left (laughs) us to figure it out, like, how we are just so mechanically uninclined that that was never a good idea to begin with. but. Hey, she still has a full-time job there, apparently, so... Ugh, yeah. I hope they don't let her touch the power equipment, but, like... I know. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I kind of know how we fucked that one up, but, I mean, besides the one where we ran over the hose and spilled chemical everywhere, that yeah. was... that We know how we <laughs> fucked that one up. <laughs> like, yeah. that one was very much user error, um, not paying yep. attention, but... Yes. Yeah, it was, like... Five hours out in a field, riding around on ATVs with other people. Some other, there was some other kid there. His name was Ace. Uh, he was a real <laughs> cool kid. Uh, there was this, 
Oh, so we were the only women there, the three of us um, doing mm-hmm. the training, nice. of course. And there was this like old dude who was probably in his 70s who had two hearing aids, one in each ear, and he was having the time of his freaking life. You could tell he was really enjoying it. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Well, good. I'm glad that you uh, got the training that uh, you needed and that you didn't fuck anything up and that now you can use ATVs if you are required to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was talking to my supervisor about about it before I left because uh, I was not excited about the long drive up to South Dakota. Right. And he was like, well, you know, maybe you'll see some uh, wild uh, bison out there in the fields. And I was like, oh, oh cool. Boy. And I was like, oh, cool, so I can pull over and get gored? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, man, I love suicidal jokes to your boss. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, they're not that close. And I was like, oh, damn. Uh, damn it. Yeah. Also didn't see any, so here we are. Poo. Still alive. Um, well, I have, I have two things to follow up on that. One, I might have the privilege to get gored by a bison because next week I'm going to Wyoming. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. I decided that I was, because I think I'm supposed to start my job like the first week of June-ish or something and so like I'm done with graduate school they don't have any more work for me I'm just like sitting on my thumb waiting for something to do I was like you know what now would probably be a good time to get a go on a vacation and I you know I have all my vaccines and everything and so I'm just kind of like well fuck it let's go to uh, Wyoming so Ozzy and I are going to go to Yellowstone and the Grand Tetons and I've been reading all about how active the wildlife is right now and Mm -hmm. so you know either gonna get uh, attacked by a bear or hopefully like bucked by a a moose or something i don't know i'm just looking forward to to that (laughs) and uh so i have that and then um speaking of fucking up machinery so my my friend anna also got a job in lansing and she got hers at like the state legislative bureau or some shit she's like gonna be a research analyst or whatever and she lives in Lansing and so um her office is gonna be about like two miles away from where she lives and so she invited me over because uh she starts this Monday and so she invited me over to like um she wanted to see if there was like a bike route to get to work so that she could ride her bike mm-hmm. and I was like oh sure I'll, I'll go check it out with you but I don't have a bike like well I have your bike but I'm like the tires are flat and I didn't want to pump them up so I just told her I didn't have a bike I was like I know for damn sure you have a bike but I told her told her I didn't have a bike and then she's like oh you can use uh my boyfriend's bike Ugh. you know her yeah. boyfriend oh yeah douche. I know yeah yep 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 and so we ended up going on a bike ride we found a way there is a super easy bike ride two miles and then we're kind of just like biking around the neighborhood looking for um houses in the area because I told her that I was thinking about getting a house in Lansing now that so I don't have to pay you know $900 in rent I would rather pay that towards like a a house or something Mm -hmm. um and the houses are relatively cheap in like you know South Lansing and so yeah I was gonna say outside of the downtown area yes (laughs) yeah exactly and so um we started biking around looking for houses and we ended up going on like a 13 mile bike ride (laughs) and towards the end we were like on our way back and we were going down like all the roads in Lansing are fucking terrible and Anna was like you know riding her bike in the front the whole way because she knew where she was going and I obviously didn't have any idea 
and we're going down this like one neighborhood that kind of had um there's no like sidewalk we had to be on the road and um then there was this like car coming behind us and they were like just like you know slowly because there wasn't like enough room on the road for them to like really go past us so they were kind of like slowly coming up behind us and i was like oh this is making me nervous i hate this and then we were getting ready to turn onto um that like turn right onto the next road and i thought we were going to you know stay on the road because i didn't see a sidewalk and then all of a sudden anna makes a really sharp turn and turns right because there was a sidewalk on that other road Mm -hmm. i was like oh shit and so i like tried to follow her but instead i clipped the curb i popped the tire on the bike the guy (laughs) in the car behind me started like laughing hysterically at me because i pretty much fell off the bike and was like in the street like not knowing what to do panicking i know i was like oh fuck and i tried to recover and like pedal away but the bike was just like clunking along So I I I fucked up her douche boyfriend's bike <laughs> Good, by popping the it. tire. <laughs> yep, yep, and then we had to walk for the rest of the way home. But we weren't that far. We we're probably like a mile or a half a mile away from her house. But I was oh, like, that's fortuitous oops. at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was like, wow, glad I didn't bring my bike. <laughs> so, True. Yeah, that's. That's me uh, fucking up some machinery, but I thought it was pretty funny because I could care less about his bike. (laughs) Oh, God. Are we ready to introduce ourselves and get into this? Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, I'm Jessie. And I'm Erin, and we're the Cage Queens. All right, quit pressuring me, please! All right. So the movie that we're talking about this week is Trapped in Paradise, which came out in 1994. Uh, main character is Nick Cage. He's a, uh, He plays Bill Furpo. He's kind of like an everyday dude. And he has a couple brothers who are in prison. Uh, Dave, played by John Lovitz, and Dana Carvey, um, who plays Elvin. And... Uh, Dave is a pathological liar, Elvin's a kleptomaniac, and they get released from prison early, and uh, Nick has to basically, like, handle them, and they get him pulled into a scheme um, where they have to go find uh, another inmate's daughter because this guy's severely ill, and she won't come see him, so they have to go find her in Pennsylvania, but they're not supposed to leave the state, and... um, they end up getting into some trouble and leaving the state anyways and end up in Paradise, Pennsylvania, where um, they find Sarah but decide instead that they're going to rob a bank. And uh, everything kind of just goes sideways from there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the whole movie is based around... Um, it's, it's like Christmas time. They, they like, rob the bank on, like, Christmas Eve or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's very Christmas-themed. But I just got to say, I fucking hated this movie. It was <laughs> so hard to watch. It was boring. It was long. I wanted it to end. I fucking hated Alvin, the character played by uh, Dana Carvey, who is uh, Garth from Wayne's World. Uh, mm-hmm. Stick to Garth because Alvin, oh my God, he was like the stupid, like, so in the beginning we see the brothers getting, um like, you know, their chance to convince the 
like parole officers or whatever that they get to be let out and he's just like sucking on this jawbreaker and oh my god his face pisses me off his voice pisses me off his actions pisses me off. I was just getting so annoyed by his character the whole fucking time. And then the worst part is, so I I was reading some of the the trivia about um like what he based his character off mm-hmm. of, and he based his character off of um the actor Mickey Rourke, yep. who played Motorcycle Boy from Rumblefish. And I'm like, oh, I realize why I hate him so much. Yeah. Oh my god! It was the worst. So, yeah. Oh yeah, his voice was just terrible in the movie. I also really didn't like him. (laughs) So, I was thinking about it because both John Lovitz and Dana Carvey are professional comedians. Like, they've been on Mm -hmm. Saturday Night Live, you know? Uh, Nick is not a professional comedian, but he was still funnier than both of them in the movie. Yeah! Exactly. They were trying way too hard and Nick was just like being as like himself and he his character is like the funniest one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was just I didn't like any other character besides Nick really in this in this yeah. movie. Nick, I kinda liked um his mom, uh Edna. Yeah. She was pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, I like how when she she eventually gets kidnapped and uh, she just had the clap back. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you, you get them. Yeah, I I also liked well I liked when she also read the letter. Um, because she just read it very straight faced. You know, even though she had to say mm-hmm. like, um, shit down your necks and things like that, yeah. shit down your throat, <laughs> cut off that your head and shit funny. down your throat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, I liked her. I wish I was a witch. Shove my broomstick right up your ass. Yeah, so this whole movie is just pretty much that uh the three brothers going to find that other inmate's daughter, and then this daughter so happens to work at a bank, and while they're at the bank, then they realize like, oh, this bank is gonna be pretty easy to rob, and mm-hmm. so they go forth with that. Um and yeah it's just a bunch of like stupid little scenes along the way so like for instance when they decide that they're gonna go rob the bank they um they go to like this uh grocery store or some sort and they start buying like disguises and so they're buying ski masks and nick cage has on this ridiculous pair of sunglasses (laughs) like they're like literally bright orange they're very thin they wrap around his head Mm -hmm. and he wears them the entire scene in that and so, you know, they go do that, and then when they're robbing the bank, then um, there's this woman there that's like, oh, do you really want to do this? It's Christmas. Oh and they're like, we have guns. And she's like, the vault's not open. You have to go next door to the restaurant to go ask my husband mm-hmm. to unlock it. And then they go next door to the restaurant. They get him to unlock it, and then they like are like, whoa, we can't leave all these people here because then they're going to uh call the cops and so then they bring all of the people over into the bank so that they can rob the bank without anyone calling the cops and so there's just like humor like that <laughs> throughout the movie which is just kind of like eh. yeah yeah god as soon as the robbery started going sideways i was like this is gonna be a really long movie because that was yes like, i don't know that was drawn out in itself oh yeah. yeah i'm gonna get you <laughs> Coming at you. Gotcha. 
when they get the keys to open the vault, they take the money. It was two hundred and seventy-five grand that mm-hmm. had just been deposited that day. Um, so they weren't even planning to rob the bank uh, until the money got deposited. But uh, Nick accidentally trips the alarm on the way out, uh, and they get away in their car and Nick realizes he still has the vault keys somehow. I don't fucking know how he pulled those out without closing the vault, but um, doesn't really matter, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how bank vaults work, obviously, but they were uh, on the road and a cop um, spots them and turns around and throws his lights on and, uh, Elvin's driving the car, and he speeds up, and the roads are icy, so he goes off the road over the edge, and the car, like, lands on its top, like, upside down, Mm -hmm. and all three of them climb out without a (laughs) fucking scratch on them. Like... I know, that was ridiculous. Absolutely insane. Ooh! That hurt! And, um, the cop goes right on past them, um, doesn't notice the car going off the bridge or anything and another guy basically behind the cop pulls over and is like hey you guys all right and uh they get out of uh they go up the hill and hitch a ride with this guy and he takes them directly to um the anderson's house which i think is like his parents or his family home and the anderson's are the people who own the bank yeah and so then the three guys are like Oh, shit. But Mm -hmm. they obviously figure out that the Andersons don't recognize them because they kind of had on these disguises when they were doing the robbing. And then here they... They they don't recognize them from the robbing, but they recognize them from earlier in the day when they were in the bank. um, Yes. When they were deciding to rob the bank. Right. Exactly. So they didn't think anything anything suspicious of them or something. They're just like, oh, yeah, bad news. You know that bank that you were in today? It got robbed, and Mm -hmm. now we're out of money, and so, and then these people just show these three idiots, like, the the biggest, like, most generous, like, welcoming, like, they offered them uh, warm clothes to get into, to sit down for the family dinner, like, Mm -hmm. they offer them money once they decide to leave, and so then the, the three guys kind of recognize, like, oh, these people are actually really, like, genuine and nice, uh... I don't want to get to know them anymore because this is just making me feel guilty. We should probably get out of here. And then they also find out that Sarah, who was that daughter Mm -hmm. of the other criminals uh, that they were originally intending to go see, that she apparently lived there, too. And I'm like, another coincidence here. God, everything just lines up so nicely, you know. I know. I hate it. I hate it. The only thing I didn't hate about this scene was the three-legged dog named Tripod. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh god, he was so cute. Uh in at this uh like dinner um on the TV, it's it's all over the news that um Vic, who is Sarah's dad, uh the guy who wrote the letter or whatever, and one of his cronies have broken out of prison. Um so that's on the news and Dave is trying to like cover it up and make sure nobody sees that little bit. Um, 
But they broke out because they heard that the bank that Vic's daughter works at, Sarah, was robbed. And they assumed they, they know who it is, I think. Right? Mm-hmm. So, I think so. So, yeah, they broke out of prison, and, and now Dave knows that his shit's about to, to get lit up if, if he yes. doesn't move. Exactly. So then the, the three brothers kind of, like, are like, hey, well, we gotta get out of here, and Sarah helps them. And says, like, hey, there's a bus that's going to go to a train that can take you back. Because it's, like, it's like blizzarding outside. And apparently no one's, like, the roads were, like, closed off or something. Mm-hmm. And so it was hard to um, them to easily leave. And so she drives them off to the bus station. And then she drops them off. And Nick was thanking her. And then she just kind of, like, peels out. And he's like, <laughs> oh, I don't know what that was about. And then uh, this, it like, the plot, like, gets thicker, I guess. Because... There was two guys that were operating that store that the three brothers were, mm-hmm. um, you know, buying their disguises from. And they somehow figured out that the three brothers were the ones that robbed the bank. And so then they're like, hey, we got to get that money from them. And so then there's this whole scene where they try to take the money from the brothers, but the brothers escape. But the two guys that run the store get caught but apparently they're deputies i don't know i didn't really care about those two guys yeah no they're they're, they were kind of really unnecessary just kind of there enough to fuck shit up i think yeah i -hmm. i think they were just made deputies by the local sheriff um because there's just not a ton of people in the town so they were just like honorary deputies or whatever um and also yeah the so nick i think shot one of the dude's guns off to get attention. He just shot it into the ground to create a diversion. Yeah. Um, but they still get away and they, they take a boat. <laughs> they, they like steal oh. somebody's boat to get on the river. But uh, while all this is going on, Vic and his boy Caesar have gone to um, Edna's to obviously try to find uh, Elvin and Dave. And they take Edna hostage, and they are making their way to Pennsylvania as well mm-hmm. to join the party. Yeah, so that more people can get involved into this already messy situation. Yeah. And so, and when those uh, three brothers take the boat, then something happened. There's, like, a helicopter out there, like, looking for, mm-hmm. I assume, the people who, uh, either the prisoners that just escaped or for the people that robbed the bank i don't it doesn't really clarify who they're looking for but then alvin falls out of the boat and is practically drowning but of course you know the people of paradise are here to help and so they save him and oh god it's just like like the old so many good deeds a group of (laughs) old people they create a human chain and go into the freezing water to save somebody they don't know um and these are like literally 80 year old men how are they not dead of hypothermia right like there's no fucking way they could do that and or have the strength to to do this absolutely not i don't believe it i don't believe a bit of that but so they all go back into and hang out with these old people, and they end up going to, like, a night mass with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this church mass, uh, the Andersons are also there, and so is Sarah. And the Andersons are like, well, we thought you left. And Nick's like, well, we missed the bus, oh darn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
uh, Nick and Sarah like kind of go off and chat because Nick's starting to have his his feelings, his second guesses. He doesn't. He he's really yeah. loving the people here. He he feels bad <laughs> for like double crossing them and um, being a dick and. He like goes in for a kiss with Sarah, and she's like, "Uh, nope. <laughs> you don't know me." Like, I was like, "Damn, here's Nick going in for the kiss again, too soon, getting mm-hmm. rejected again." Like, man, he just it doesn't understand timing. No. Like, no, he's terrible at it. And she just kind of she's like, "Uh, nope, bye," and then she just leaves yeah. again. Yep. Would you please, uh, would you please excuse me for a moment, Nick? Like reunites with his brothers who have now stolen a horse and sleigh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And then they, the cops, recognize that they stole the horse and sleigh, and so they get chased by the cops, and they escape kind of over into like um, close to an interstate, and so then they just kind of like ditch the horse and run <sighs> towards a car that like you know, stop to give them a, a ride or whatever. But then the horse's sleigh starts sinking into the water. And so they got to oh, go man. save the fucking horse. Yeah, this part got me because, like, I'm not a horse person, but I don't want a horse to drown. I like, oh, I was that would like, be so bad. Uh, yeah. I know. And so Nick, being the good guy, uh, goes back for the horse and the other brothers also don't leave. So they yeah. go back and they, they save the horse and take it ride it apparently to a nearby diner and Mm -hmm. nick uh tells his brothers that he's gonna go back into paradise and put the money back in the vault um dave is the only one that really disagrees with doing this um Mm -hmm. elvin is cool with his share going back because i think elvin also recognizes the the good and the people because I mean, yes. he was the only other one that wasn't a whole, like, a huge asshole to everybody there. It was really just mm-hmm. Dave that was kind of the big asshole. I mean, well, Nick was also an asshole for a bit. But... Yeah. Um, he learned his lesson. He did <laughs> learn his lesson. So then we also find out that the whole thing was just a setup to get him to mm-hmm. go to paradise. Um, that none of it was, was real, like... That uh, Nick never lost his wallet because Nick thought he lost his wallet, like, way in the beginning. Uh, after he picked up his brothers, they went to a convenience store. And I don't know why the fuck Nick thought it was a good idea to let them go in by themselves. Criminals For real. just gotten out of prison. And he lets them go in by themselves. And a whole, like, scene erupts because, of course, they were stealing. And Nick uh, was led to believe that he lost his wallet in the whole trying to escape the cops routine that he did, where he actually, uh, there was a part where he pretended to be a cop, and mm-hmm. he uh, held up his wallet, which didn't have a badge or anything, but he was playing a part, um, pretending to be a cop, yeah. to another cop. And uh, the other cop, the other cop's name was Birdie. Did you catch that? <laughs> no! Yeah. Damn it, I missed it! <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yep. What is your name, rookie? Birdie. So, um, yeah, I had to bring it back to that just solely for that. Just for that. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so at this diner, Alvin gives Nick's wallet back to him and was like, yeah, you know, the cops never had your wallet. You were never incriminated for anything. And then um, Dave reveals that 
he had called the cops uh, earlier to basically falsify a report that there were snipers on the roof of the restaurant that Nick worked at um, just to scare him into leaving. So Nick right. gets pissed, obviously. Yeah, so Nick, yeah, he gets pissed. He flips the fucking table at the restaurant in a fit of rage. And um, then he tries to get a ride back into um, Paradise so that he can go return the money. And so he's asking all these strangers for a ride. And turns out he, uh, Vic and his crony were, you know, getting gas and happened to be the the people that they, uh, Nick asked for a ride that was going back into Paradise. And and Nick didn't know who this guy was. Uh, This guy didn't know who Nick was. He only knew his two brothers. And so they're like, oh, yeah, what the heck? Even though they had uh, his mom in the trunk, they didn't think, hey, maybe taking a complete stranger into (laughs) town, like, with this woman in our trunk would be a good idea. Like, whatever. (laughs) It was so stupid. And so then at... At that point, Nick, like, starts confessing to these two strangers that, like, you know, he's realizing how how good people are and that he just he just loves people. And isn't he's, life great? Yeah, he was, like, so high on life and good deeds yeah. at that moment. Like, nothing could really, really, really wreck it. And he decides that he's going to show them a picture of uh, his mom that he keeps in his wallet. Yeah, (laughs) he's super excited about it. He flashes his picture, and Vic pulls a gun on him because he recognizes, obviously, that that's the woman that he has in the trunk. And uh, so Nick dips out of the car, and Vic starts shooting at him. And, like, lucky for Nick, his brothers just show up, like, right at the right moment. And, Mm -hmm. like, he's able to get away with... With the horse. With with the horse. um, Because they head back into town, apparently. And, uh... Nick does he doesn't know why he was being shot at because he still doesn't know who those dudes were um yeah but they they go back to the bank and um one of my favorite lines is right in this scene when Nick's trying to figure out why he was being shot at because he figures Mm -hmm. it's got something to do with his brothers obviously um but he when he's like arguing with them he says i get this feeling you're not telling me something but the way he says it uh because he's like gesturing at his brother he's like i'm getting this feeling that you're not telling me something and it just really fucking got me (laughs) (sighs) oh god yeah yeah he got he got some parts in this where he got to like yell and like use a little weird voice and like Mm -hmm. um kind of do some 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 different things with his dialogue and i was like i like this (laughs) but so they tried to get back into the vault because he still has the keys and i think it's um dave who says that he heard that if you stick the wrong key in the alarm will go off like you have to know which Mm -hmm. key to put in um on the first try and uh, they're basically like, well, I guess we'll find out. And uh, they set the <laughs> alarm off right away. And uh, they, I think after a couple of tries, they do get the main door open, but there's like a secondary um, like gate that they can't mm-hmm. get through. So they ditch the bank and the cops are like on their way to the bank, obviously. And they basically just go across the street to... Uh, the Catholic church that was there and Mm -hmm. they leave the pile of money on the steps with a note on it. Yeah, hoping that that money would get 
return to the original where it belongs pretty mm-hmm. much. And then at some point, then the two store workers pick up the three brothers and like yeah. start demanding the money and then the brothers kind of play stupid like what money what are you mm-hmm. talking about and then they end up at the anderson house everyone ends up at the anderson house and then yeah. that's pretty much where some of the the truth starts getting out so the the andersons are there the uh three brothers the store workers and then also vic and his uh right hand man end up there too so they were already yeah they were already there when nick got there somehow yeah how did that how did they even yeah how did they know to go to the andersons (laughs) yeah i'm not wondering that myself i just realized (laughs) like how did they figure that one out huh yeah yeah oh well no duh because well because sarah lives there so Mm. they know that sarah lives that makes sense with the bank teller or the bank family duh yeah that makes sense that makes sense yep okay okay all right cool well glad that was figured out yeah um so yeah there's like a big old long scene here yeah honestly at this point of the movie i was so zoned out i was like man i don't give a fuck i know i wrote the main points i was like nick apologizes for robbing the bank he like feels bad so he apologizes to the andersons uh and we find out that um Dave was the one that actually wrote the letter. Like, Vic never wrote mm-hmm. any letter. Um, so, like, Dave's really just the kind of the bad guy in the whole thing. Yeah. Because um, he was the much. one that incite. Like, it's it's his fault that all this shit is popping off. And um, then at some point, there's a special needs character. He's the son of the local town sheriff. He's the one mm-hmm. who who takes care of the horse and rides the horse. And he's at this event. Um, yes. And he ends up getting the gun, getting Vic's gun, I think, and shooting him. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the cops are able to come in and neutralize the scene. Yes. Just quiet down, my little one, and call me dad. From my understanding, everyone that was kind of in the house got dragged down to the police station, but the three brothers were kind of the ones that were in handcuffs. And um, now at this point, like the police officers have, I guess, the most evidence that it was the brothers that were the ones to rob the bank. But then Mm -hmm. for some fucking reason, the town starts like, sticking up for them and uh makes it seem like you know how could it possibly be them so like yeah you know um sarah says like oh they were christmas shopping with me when the the bank happened and then the the anderson guy like verified that and so they all have this faith in these brothers that they did the right thing or whatever they faked (sighs) the entire town faked an alibi <laughs> like the entire yeah. town just exactly after it. they got fucked but then mm-hmm. they at the same time the um the the priest or yeah he was the priest. church came yeah. in yeah and he's like hey we got the money back mm-hmm. <laughs> so everyone's like wow no harm done and i'm pretty sure the two like store owners were made out to be like the the assholes in the situation yeah um well, they they uh, realized in that moment that they 
knew all along, basically. Like, they put it together finally that the dudes buying ski masks in their store were the same ones that robbed the bank. Like, they could have put that together from the very beginning, but they didn't, like, divulge that information until now in the movie. Mm -hmm. And so, like, the police were super pissed, but because nobody could say for sure that those dudes robbed the bank, they couldn't say that they did it, I guess, or whatever, because some people said that they didn't. That's all it took. Exactly. That's all it took. And so then the uh, police officers were like, wow, I guess it's your lucky day. You got, (laughs) you're let off for this or whatever. And so then it kind of like goes into the next scene of like the brothers are leaving the town and, you know, Nick is uh, talking to Sarah and, and uh, he's saying like, oh, whoa, what if I just moved to a town like this? And she's like, a place like this? Or this place. And then they, like, kiss and <laughs> happily ever after. And the yeah. mom's like, oh, when are you bro- you boys, the other two brothers, getting getting girlfriends or whatever? Nick's staying here. and Yep, they literally just leave him. And, I mean, like, they j- <laughs> so Sarah and Nick just met and now he's going to live there forever? This cannot go well. Like, I know. <laughs> there's no way this relationship's going to last literally so stupid and like the just the other night she like walked off from him trying to kiss her saying like you don't know me Mm -hmm. but then like after she like gave him a false alibi during this whole like later that night yeah then apparently now he knows her and now they can kiss like what the fuck like it was so stupid less than 24 hours later everything's cool (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) yep so, yeah, just uh, a lot of things that just happened to go right in that movie that shouldn't have, mm-hmm. <laughs> that I hated that did. Uh, yeah. But. Yeah, I I enjoyed the movie when I realized that I was going to absolutely, like, when I stopped paying attention to Dana Carvey and John Lovett's characters, like, when I stopped yeah. just giving it, like, I just kind of only focus my attention on nick that's when i actually yes. started to enjoy the movie because <laughs> yeah that's yeah fair. from the very beginning i was like oh christ i'm not gonna like these I two know. characters i know i got i got bogged down by them and i was so wrapped up in my hate for them that i couldn't <laughs> see past their characters <laughs> and enjoy this movie but i'm if it wasn't for them, I it could have been better because I think Nick's character was okay. Yeah, like, it wasn't his best character, but it wasn't his worst one. Right. Um, I I did enjoy his character. I liked in the beginning, um, because in the very beginning, he has a conflict. Uh, he finds a wallet on the street and it's got like eight hundred dollars mm-hmm. cash in it, a bunch of credit cards, um, and he really has a moment where he can't decide if he wants to take the cash or not. Yeah. But he ends up dropping it with cash and all in the mailbox to the rightful owner. Um, so he feels good about that. But he goes to confessional and mm-hmm. he starts his confession with, it's been two weeks since my last <laughs> confession. And his, yes. his, the, the priest in there is like, um, that's a fucking lie. It's been five years since your last confession, you dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like, this is really how you're going to start this confession <laughs> yeah. off? By fucking lying? Like, come on. All right. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was, it pretty, was good. pretty good. Uh, yeah. 
What would you do if you found a wallet with 800 bucks in it? Would you return it with all the money? Um, yeah, I think I would. But if I found just $800 and no information? Yeah. Shit, I would just take that. Yeah. I mean, I found that $50 the one time on the yeah. ground um, in that random-ass parking space off the side of the road. That was so lucky. Ugh. That was, like, literally the last place anyone would ever find 50 bucks and mm-hmm. then... It was just waiting there for you. Like, it was such a, like, remote location to find $50 that it didn't make any sense. Nah. But. It was great. I mean, like, I just opened the door and looked on the ground and I was like, oh, hello. Oh, yeah. I'll take this. Nice tip. (laughs) And bought us beer that night, right? I think that's what I did with it. I think we went here to this this exact location on my shirt. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. I miss how that used to be our a regular spot for us. Yeah, me too. Bar. Yeah. Although I don't really oh. drink beer so much anymore. So like... I don't really either. I, I've kind of moved on to just, like, ciders and wine pretty much mm-hmm. are my go-tos these days. Yeah. They're good go-tos. They are. Um, <sighs> anything else we want to talk about this movie before we move on to the ranking? No, I was going to make a joke early and ask if it was going to be in your, like... Because you know, like, how people, um, every holiday season, everybody... Families have, like, you know, there's certain Christmas movies that they watch. And I was going to jokingly ask if this one would be added to your, like, Christmas movie list. (laughs) But obviously, it's not going to be. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a hard pass for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. What is your, do you have, like, what's your go-to movie, though, now that we're on the topic? Um, well, ever since I was a kid, every single Christmas, we'd watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I mean, oh, since okay. I was a child, so, like, yeah, yeah, we've, we've watched that every year, and then, um, my dad is really big into watching Elf around the holidays. He's a big Will Ferrell fan. Um, my mom loves Elf. I I could go without that movie, uh-huh. but because my mom loves it so much, I watch it with her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like I've seen it uh, so many times at this point that I oh, almost yeah. don't like it anymore. Um, yeah. I, I just really... Yeah. I do like Chris- Christmas Vacation still, because that's just... Yes. I don't know. That's a classic. That one's, for, that one's just a classic for some reason. Yeah. I, get it. I love that one. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's still funny. Like, it's yeah, still, it's still funny. a good one. I like to watch Love Actually when I put up my Christmas tree. That one's really good, too. That one's one that I haven't watched, like, throughout my childhood, but, like, recently, Mm -hmm. like, within the last, like, four or five years, that one's come more of a tradition. Yeah, that's a personal tradition, uh, not so much a family tradition, but I don't think there are any other Christmas movies that I really watch. I'm not, like, Christmas Uh, is not my favorite holiday. I like Christmas lights. I like decorating. That's about it. And the cookies. Yeah. Yeah. I hate the stress of trying to figure out presents for people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's so obnoxious. I do like the Christmas cookies. I like the lights. And I like when it does snow. Yes. Um, But we've just had such, like, shitty weather, like, as in no snow for the Mm -hmm. past couple Christmases that it's just felt, like, not, I don't know, not the same. I do like one movie that I do like. I like The Grinch. Uh... I'm just a big fan of uh, Jim Carrey in that role. I think he was 
uh, perfect for that. Yeah. I haven't seen that but. one probably since it came out. Damn. Yeah. My mom was much, um, she was into the cartoon Grinch, so we'd watch that one oh, yeah. a lot more. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think what other Christmas movies I watched. I know there's more. It's like, I know as a yeah. kid I'd watch the animated Rudolph and mm-hmm. uh, Frosty the Snowman. One that I don't like that I know that a lot of people like is Home Alone. Oh, I hate I've Home Alone. Really gotten... Oh, okay. A Christmas Story? <laughs> I fucking hate oh. that movie. Um, no, I can't. Uh, we used to watch that one a lot growing up, and I oh, hated that. Yeah. My dad and my stepmom uh, in particular really like My stepmom, I think, more so than my dad really enjoyed that movie. Not a... Yeah. Yeah. I could go without that one. Not mm-hmm. not one of my favorites. No. Not even close. No. Well, then let's compare. So, I'm gathering oh, this man. is going to be pretty low on the list. Um, yes. Like, maybe below guarding Tess? That's kind of where I was leaning. Above Time to Kill or below Time to Kill? I'm going to... I would say above. Okay. Oh, wow. All of his 1994 movies so far have been right in the same, like, not that good region. Ooh, Ooh, 1994 was not a good year, bro. Not a good year. Why don't you let me do the Kraken and you do the Jacken? Um, well, good thing that his next movie that we're going to watch is released in 1995. (laughs) And it is called Kiss of Death. Um, the description is a reformed convict goes undercover with the help of an angry detective to ensnare a psychotic mobster. Ooh. So, okay. Who's the angry detective? Who's the psychotic mobster? Yeah. Good question. Samuel L. Jackson is in this movie again. Hell yeah. Um, And then the top bill is David Caruso. I'm not. You would recognize him. Um, if you click on his actor like he is the main dude in csi miami like memes uh sunglasses on kind of guy right oh just ratio pain yes okay yeah he always has that punchline at the beginning of the um episode where he puts his sunglasses on or whatever i've actually never watched a single episode of csi miami but like that's all i know about it you don't spend a thousand dollars on clothes that you're never gonna wear. Man, yeah, I'm I'm curious if Nick is going to be either the angry detective or a psychotic mobster. I hope he's the psychotic mobster. I do too. Especially his name's Little Junior Brown. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopes are high. Yeah. Oh. Also, Helen Hunt is in the movie, and Stanley Tucci. So, they're pretty popular people. Yeah. But this was a movie that we had to get on DVD, right? Yes, it it, it is a movie we had to get on DVD. Um, That was the only way to watch it. Uh, Yeah. So, that's kind of surprising, given how many uh, popular names are in this. But, this she. Anyways, um... I'm really glad that we get to piece the fuck out of paradise. <laughs> life is great. Yeah? Ah, isn't life great? 